Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It's Nate Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here in our AM 960 studios out over the San Francisco Bay. Carol Master back in hot. Hot. It is Quite steamy. Nuevo here. New York. Nuevo York. We be in. Hey, coming up, uh, not we be in, is, uh, the GOP healthcare bill and Republican and Democrats alike working on a plan B. So we're going to get the latest on that in just a moment. First up though, back to your top business stories and let's get an update on the uh, trading session. Bit of a rally here, Charlie Pellet. A rally indeed. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Corey. We've got 28 minutes to go ahead of the close here on a Wednesday, Fed Wednesday. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all pushing higher. The Dow at a record. This update brought to you by National Realty managers of New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and Florida. Cash flow real estate offering safe, high yield cash flow property units. See them at NR. IA.net. Treasuries are rallying, the dollar retreating after Fed Chair Janet Yellen signaled the Federal Reserve won't rush to tighten monetary policy as inflation remains persistently below target. In remarks carried here live on Bloomberg Radio, she covered a lot of topics, including the outlook for employment. The labor force participation rate has changed little on net this year. Another indication of improving conditions in the jobs market given the demographically driven downward trend in this series. And she'll be repeating the performance tomorrow before the Senate Banking Committee, wrapping up her final testimony to Congress as Fed Chair, unless she's renominated by President Trump. Yellen's current term expires on February 3rd. Shake Shack shares are up 2.2%. It will open its first location in Hong Kong next year, setting the stage for a push into the fast food hotbed of mainland China. Gold up $6 a up five tenths of one percent. Crude oil up one percent to forty-five fifty a barrel. The tenure up twelve thirty seconds. The yield there two point three two percent. S and P up nineteen, up eight tenths of one percent. Nasdaq up sixty-nine, up one point one percent. The Dow up one hundred and thirty-six points, up six tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. AKA Plan B, and that's what Republican and Democratic senators are working on uh, when it comes to the GOP health care bill, uh, the troubled GOP health care bill, it's safe to say. Kevin Whitelaw is congressional editor at Bloomberg Politics. He joins us uh, from our bureau in the nation's capital. Kevin, good to uh, chat with you. Uh, get us up to speed. Where are we in terms of kind of what's next for reform of Obamacare? Well, right now we're waiting for uh, Senate Republicans and, and Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to release uh, a text of a revised uh, uh, bill. Uh, we're expecting that tomorrow morning. Uh, they're making some changes to a bill that was released uh, two weeks ago that uh, uh, a number of Republicans came out uh, in opposition to. We know a handful of things, uh, big things, that are, are going to be included in this revision. They're going to drop the repeal of two uh, big Obamacare taxes that are aimed at high earners, as well as drop a tax break for insurance company executives. So you're stripping out uh, – what they're doing is stripping out some of the more – some of the uh, most criticized provisions 
the Democrats, uh, you know, they said, hey, you're giving tax breaks. This is giving tax breaks to the wealthy and insurance company executives, and then you're going to hurt poor people by uh, lowering coverage. So they're taking out some of those provisions that Democrats had targeted. We're still waiting to see exactly what they're going to do with the nearly two, with the $230 billion or so over 10 years that this would free up um, that, that could either be used to try to supplement some coverage or subsidies of coverage or shore up insurance markets, or it could be put toward deficit reduction. So that's something we'll be looking for when that draft drops uh, in the morning. Is there any possibility of cooperation with the Democrats, given that the Republican Party finds itself sort of pulled in two different directions with this bill? Well, it is interesting. Even as uh, the Republican leaders insist that they're pushing forward, that they're going to try to get this through, that it has to get done, that they're going to try to vote on it next week and try to pass it and have the House deal with it, we have seen discussions happening quietly behind the scenes, bipartisan discussions with a number of senators who have concerns about the, the, the versions that are out there, starting to talk about what a plan B might look like. Uh, some of that is about provisions to shore up the insurance market and to try to deal with some of the, the, the current problems. So the fact that those discussions are happening is really interesting. The Republicans involved say they're not yet giving up on the uh, McConnell bill, but they want to be ready for uh, a plan B uh, in in event that it doesn't go through. So that that to me is an interesting development, but it doesn't it doesn't yet mean that this is over by any means. There's going to be a ton of pressure from uh, the White House, from other Republicans, from outside groups to try to come to an agreement. But this is really hard. You have the moderates, there's a mix of moderates and conservatives who are very uh, dug in against uh, elements of this current bill, and it's unclear whether uh, you can satisfy enough people from both ends of that spectrum to be able to get to the number 50, which is what you need to get this bill passed. Kevin, how much of this is also being guided by what uh, lawmakers, members of Congress are hearing from folks back at home, their constituents, especially with those midterm uh, elections uh, not too far away? Yeah, well, that's right. And they were all home last week on recess, so a lot of them did have encounters with voters. Um, not many of them actually were brave enough to do town halls, although a couple were. But a lot of them, most of the holdouts were hearing cheers for their holdout rather than rather than being criticized for it. And so it's pretty complicated. Obviously, the the among Republican voters, the notion of repeal is still supported, but this the the bill that's out there is is almost universally disliked. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think a lot of them felt like they were on pretty firm ground being dug in in opposition to some key provisions. But as I say, if you get to a point where uh, they try to hold a vote on it and try to put something up there, this is kind of difficult. Almost all of these yeah. Republicans have voted for repeal, you know, uh, multiple times, and uh, and and so it. It's some point it becomes a difficult vote to, to suddenly say, well, I didn't quite mean it the other time. This is a difficult process, no doubt about it. Healthcare is so complicated. Is everybody focused on getting, you know, the goal of it being a better healthcare system for Americans? Well, you know, that's actually one of the interesting things about this bill is there's actually not that much health care in it, all things considered. So mm-hmm. you are making, you know, it is a bill that does make some changes to the insurance market. It does touch regulations. A lot of it's about the taxes, and a lot of it was about repealing Obamacare taxes. And so um, there, there is um, um, a strain of thought that says uh, it's time to sort of start over and go back and try to actually make this more about health care. But this doesn't really do much for doctors. It doesn't do much about pharmaceutical costs. It doesn't do much much to address 
a lot of the underlying factors that about the costs of of care. So it does. They talk about premiums a lot. They talk about um, the bill does aim at certain things that have to do with coverage, but it actually doesn't really address much of the underlying costs of care. And I think that um, one of the emerging strains of criticism is that uh, is that uh, you know. A, a, Starting over and focusing on those things might do more to to deal with some of the long term cost problems that that actually are driving um, the, the problems with with coverage. Uh, the drama is still there, and it, you know, uh, you know, a, a bad bill isn't going to get approved over uh, or a bill seen by some Republicans as bad isn't going to see any be any different with more time it seems. But we'll see. What if they can pull one out of their hat? Uh, great story to watch. Kevin, glad to have you watching it for us. Kevin Whitelaw, Bloomberg News Congressional Editor uh, on the Senate's Plan B health bill. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg. It is time for a check on your latest world of national news headlines. Once again, we bring in Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nate. Hi, Carol. Well, for President Trump's part, he hopes that senators pull something out of their hat. He says he's got a pen in hand waiting for them to come up with a health care bill. President Trump gave a White House interview this morning to the Reverend Pat Robertson. It will air on the Christian Broadcasting Network tomorrow, but CBN has released some excerpts. In them, uh, the president says Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has to pull it off. He calls Obamacare a failed experiment. McConnell does hope to introduce a revised bill to replace the Affordable Care Act tomorrow. Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley says he wants former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort to testify. Manafort was at the meeting last year between Donald Trump Jr. and a Russian lawyer at Trump Tower. Emails tweeted out by Trump Jr. yesterday suggest he was eager to hear damaging information about Hillary Clinton at that meeting from a Russian government source. Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Waters says all this adds more fuel to the special counsel's investigation. Whether or not they've been involved in collusion is a big issue. And our special counsel has a responsibility for determining whether or not uh, they've been involved in collusion, and I think there's enough information there now uh, to positively answer that. Waters spoke on Bloomberg Television. Former Brazilian President Luis Inacio Lula da Silva has been convicted of graft and money laundering. A judge is sentencing the former Brazilian president to nine and a half years in prison, just as he was hoping to mount a political comeback in next year's presidential election. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg.